Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Monday night to you. Uh, I'm Jeff Malott. I'm a partner over there, Ryan Lambert. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. Uh, no big tournaments this weekend, but there's still a little bit to talk about. Um, everybody saw on social media you had your new toy debut this weekend. You want to tell everybody about that thing? Well, there was a big tournament. It was down uh, <laughs> down on Lake Sinclair, but it was a bass boat tournament that I, ah. I, w- I went down to to buy uh, to buy Dylan Lowry. His dad was selling his Phoenix, so I went down there to pick the boat up and fish a fish a little derby with him. And uh, we got we got roasted. Uh, turns out Dylan's dad can actually fish. He didn't get all those trophies, you know, just for being alive. So he spanked us pretty good and then took my <laughs> money and then sent me home with a boat. <laughs> yeah, that's good. How'd the boat roll, though? Did you enjoy it? It, it was tough. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. It is. It's it's something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. I'm not quitting kayak fishing. Everybody's asking, blah, blah, blah. I'm not quitting kayak fishing, but I, I just want to have something to get my daughter out and run the river and, you know, be able to cover some water and hopefully she'll enjoy it more in the summertime so we can get out and, you know, run 75 and <laughs> and have a good time. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. That'd be fun. You going to use it any for pre-fishing or are you just going to stick with, with what you do? Uh, no, I mean, for like, I'll probably fish our local lakes. Like when I'm home during the week, I may do some afternoon dog fights and stuff, but I'm not going to drag it to a tournament and pre-fish or anything. Yeah, that's cool. Good stuff. There was some pretty, I think somebody made a mediocre meme about you, uh, dropping your hobby with the rumor. The Chase, rumors are false. Chase was just hating because he didn't make the meme. You know how that goes. Ah, I see. I see. Uh, yeah, the other big deal this weekend, this isn't fishing related, but uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks made the Sweet 16. We're going to slide that in there real quick. Congratulations. Congratulations. Go Hogs. Go Hogs. I don't know if whoever's watching, if your Basketball team's still school. in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For, for sure. There's not been a some big school. upsets. There's been some big upsets in that tournament. I know Jackson, he put together a bracket, and most people's had fallen apart like after the first round. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody, everybody's losing. Uh, it's crazy. And so yeah. if, if Arkansas gets bounced, I'm going for that Loyola Chicago team. That's that's who I'm gonna pull for the rest of the way. Okay, so, all right. We'll see. Fun times. March Madness is here. Uh, and then there was another. There was, there was there was one good post that got a lot of a lot of likes and laughs this week. Was the uh, let me see if I can get it on the screen for us. Hang on. It was the Scott Martin. Let's see here. There it is. Scott oh, Martin dude, post. fishing in front of him. Yeah. There it is. Uh, yeah, do you know anything about that? You know anything more about that, or know who that is? I don't know who that is. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know. So. I read some comments. I think it was a guy just fun fishing. Yeah, Roll, rolling the, in the old Tennessee town Bass Nation. Uh, you know they. Yeah, Steve-O had the Tennessee Bass Nation event on Pickwick uh, this past weekend that he put on, and uh, hats off to to Big Fish Barnett from our local club. Uh, Barnett went down there and laid the wood pretty good on him. And uh, he he took took home the glory on that one, but uh, they said it wasn't too bad, you know. As far I mean, obviously the water was way up. There's there's churning it through the dam right now, uh, but everybody was safe. Everybody had a good event, and I think that guy commented and said they just they were talking back and forth, you know, talking about fishing most of the day, and I mean that's some good exposure for the kayak fishing side too. Yeah, and I don't think it affected Martin. He's still in the top five, or at least was today at some point. I kind of lost track towards the end, so. <laughs> He didn't catch him today. Well, I don't know he unless he unless he got on him late. He only had a few fish in the in bucket uh, this afternoon. I was watching, man, dude. That was uh, there was some crazy stuff. Those guys getting up in the in the tail race there. I, I watched uh, one of them, man. He he got up there and about fell out of the boat a couple times. Hooked a five pound smallmouth, fought it off a tree, and then lost it trying to get it in the boat. It was <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> My God, uh, was that Steve Kennedy? Is that who that, mm-hmm. that went down with? Okay, that's what I thought. It was. Uh, yeah, I, I saw some highlights from up there, man. I, I was thinking about, you know, some of the events coming up on Pickwick for the kayak guys. Can you get up towards the dam and fish that when the current's rolling like that in a kayak? That's, I mean, that's crazy up there. Uh, no, I mean, probably, I don't know about when it's rolling that bad. I mean, generally speaking, though, if you, if you know what you're, if you know what you're doing, you know, you can either hug the bank and get in the, you know, there's always kind of a little, a little current seam right up against the bank. 
or you can eddy hop. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen it when it's flowing that much. I got you. I tried. Great. I'd love. I would like. I'm sitting there watching that on TV, man. Like that is a that is a stacked looking spot, and I'm sure our tonight's guest, Eric Thomason, one of tonight's guests. I'm sure he would uh, he would do the same. Eric's River guy too. Love that current and the big brown fish. What I like is live scope can't help you. They're just up there catching them, fighting the waves. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. You don't. You're not seeing a whole lot of live scoping at all on this one. That's I, I like it. It's a lot more of a fishing tournament. Yeah, yeah. Old school, just reading the current, and figuring it out, huh? Let's see here. Well, these two guys we're going to have on have figured it out so far this year. Uh, you guys saw in the announcement. Uh, Eric Thompson and Jimmy McClurkin, both Tennessee guys, coming on to join uh, fellow Tennessee and Ryan Lambert, talk about their early season AOI lead on both their respective trails. And I want to ask them a few questions about, you know, it seems like that the majority of anglers are kind of settling into one or the other, not necessarily that they're choosing size, but kind of one fits certain groups of folks over the other and, and you know, why that, how that seems to be settling in for them. So we'll ask them about that when they get on here and, and how they uh, kind of figured it out so far. So. What do you think? Take like a little it. break and bring them in. Let's do it. All right. Be right back, y'all. KBN Live is brought to you by Western Sun Vodka. Western Sun Vodka is a 10 times distilled, award-winning, gluten-free vodka. They are independently owned and crafted in Pilot Point, Texas. All right, we're back, Eric and Jimmy. Hey guys, what's happening? Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's uh, kind of a perfect time to do it. There was a few local tournaments, and like I think somebody mentioned that Tennessee Pickwick tournament, but no Hobie tournament, no KBF tournament. Good stopping point to to talk to the two leaders. So. I'm sure we're going to have some questions for you. We're interested to pick your brain a little bit to see how you got where you got so far. So, how does it feel uh, Eric, to be on top, boys? Uh, feels good right now. <laughs> uh, a lot of fishing left to go, though. <laughs> it was yeah, a oh, uh, yeah. ple pleasant surprise, you know, for me because I, you know, I figured I'd fish fairly consistent, but, you know, didn't, didn't fish, you know, top tens, top fives, but you had three top 25s and, uh, you know, I had no idea I'd come out, you know, ranked first after the first three, but my goal was to fish the first three and kind of see where I was at and then calibrate how I wanted to fish the rest of the events. And so that, uh, it's a great feeling to know that you're in Eufaula and get to fish with Lambert and, um, you know, looking forward to, to November and, and probably going to fish two or three more Hobies. So try to lock yeah. that spot down. Yeah. I would say that, uh, Russ hadn't fished three events yet. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got, a, I mean, he's got two top fives. Uh, I've got three top tens. So I feel like I'll be somewhere in the top 10 after we got an event fixing to come up on Pickwick, but uh, I just need to go catch them. I'm going to swing for the fences the rest of the year. Uh, and try to make it back to that 10 house. That's my goal. You were talking about picking one over the other. Uh, so my goal for the year is to make it obviously back in that 10 house. And I am fishing a handful of Hobies, but uh, just didn't completely jive with their schedule. So I'm fishing more Hobies or more uh, KBF, a, a handful of Hobies and a handful of BESS. So I'm fishing all three. I got you. And there's, there's several doing that, but it seems like, uh, you know, you almost have to make a commitment outside of there seems like half a dozen people that just fish every single thing that's out there that live on the road, but you got to make a commitment one way or the other. I know Eric, before we came on, we were talking about, you know, last year and how it set up and, and your mindset coming into this year, you know, that mental commitment to make it happen. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. So, um, you know, 2019, I had a good, good year fishing the Hobies, made it to Watches Hall and, and finished well there at a top 10 there, came in seventh in the first official TOC. And, um, you know, come, come the next year, I, I've planned to fish Norman and Kentucky Lake and maybe try to, you know, fish one more and didn't really put enough strategy into the points program of getting into the TOC. 
you know, um, the first year they did it, it was if you placed in the top six, you, you got an invite to go. And I finished fifth at Gunnersville. So that was, uh, that was honestly a little bit easier than, than the points program is. But um, I, I fished close to Lambert, had a great practice at Norman, caught, caught a 22-inch fish on a lake where there are no 22-inch fish in practice and, and did pretty well. And then fished <laughs> close to Lambert. He did really well in that tournament. I just didn't have it uh, and left early on that Sunday and then left early on Sunday at Kentucky Lake. And, and then I was kind of stuck with the shootout. I think, Jeff, you fished the shootout to try to get into – Wachita and it's a stressful, you know, stressful way to try to get in. And I knew, you know, Lambert was on fish because of the state tournament on the, the TOC was in Knoxville, which is my hometown. And I knew Jordan was going to do well. And I really wanted to be a part of that and kind of was, you know, supportive of those guys, but, you know, upset that I didn't make it, you know, I finished fifth in the shootout. And I said, you know what, I'm going to fish the first three in 2020 and see where I'm at and then recalibrate. And then again, like I said, I couldn't have got off to a, to a better start yeah i know you always want to win every event you go to but man if you can clock top 20s every time you're gonna you're gonna be sitting pretty yeah exactly and you know in 2019 nationally i did really well and in 2020 locally i did really well i didn't do anything you know on the national scene so it's just kind of like jimmy says you, you know you get in a, a point where you're in a good spot. You can fish a little more aggressively, and, and Hartwell, I think, suits my style quite well. I'm, I'm excited about Hartwell. Uh, more than likely, Pickwick is going to be one I fish, and then there's a few of us down here that's kind of, you know, tinkering around with going to Champlain. So, and, and to kind of answer your question, for me, I'm a big proponent of, of kind of angler satisfaction and, and angler um, you know, uh, participation and, and, and administer how, how the tournament's administered. And I fished KBFs, I fished BASS, I fished Hobies. I just feel like they've got it down to a science. They, they want your fish to count. They want you to do well. They want you to have a good experience. And, you know, Lambert's won several and he's not done well at several and he still had a pretty good angler experience <laughs> as, as have I. You know, and that group that fishes that is fairly tight knit group. I'm on the Hobie fishing team regionally, and I obviously fish for Frontier Outdoors in Kingston, and, and those guys are great to me. And so I'm in a Hobie. You know, Hobie's been good to me, and so that's going to be my primary trail. But like I said, I fished the BASS on Chick and the BASS on Fork and did pretty well in those. And that's kind of my stance on it. And, and you know, there's, there's so many choices now. You really have to sit down and see what suits your schedule. And, and you know, I, I think it's great that there's that many options. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jimmy, what about you, man? You got, you got off to the just about the earliest start because you were way down there in Florida fishing the, the 10 Invitational and the, and the 10 from, from last year. So, you know, how's your, how's your season shaped up so far? It's so good. Uh, yeah, we were down fishing. Uh, I qualified for the 10, so I went down to fish the 10 Invitational and uh, the Trail Event 1 and Trail Event 2, which were concurrent with the 10 Invitational. And day one, I had um, 86 inches or so and finished fifth. And uh, day two, I went back to the same spot and had 85 inches pretty quick. Uh, and I almost didn't make the check-in on day one, so I... Uh, on day two, I caught that 85 inches, thought it would be good enough for a, uh, a top 10. I fished around a little bit more, but I left that event uh, saving my fish. I should have kept fishing, but I left that event uh, probably a couple hours early. Went and dropped my boat off, took a shower, and then went to check in. So I kicked myself a little bit. That was an 11th place finish. I feel like I could have cracked the top 10 pretty easy. But then we went up to uh, Murray and a buddy of mine uh, i went up there the weekend before and stunk it up and a buddy of mine uh was on them pretty good invited me over and we both we both whacked on them pretty good on murray day one but uh like i said a lot to go i feel like uh, uh i'm in a pretty good spot but there's a lot of guys that have only fished two events uh i need to be swinging for the fences i need to try to try to get all top fives to put myself in a good position for the championship to try to get back in that 10 house. 
what's the qualification process for the tin house now is it only live events i remember a couple of years ago it used to have a there's an online or challenge series component they went to all live events now didn't they it's your best three trail events and your championship uh the trail events are oh, the regional six, regional championship uh well it's not regionals anymore we had regionals two years ago last year it was super trails this year it's just the trail series championship so your best three trail events and your trail series championship um and there's no more regions in kbf so it's a little bit i feel like it's going to be a little bit harder you know i was only fishing the southeast last year uh and then i would go i went to like four different regions to get my points last year but it was much smaller fields this year going nationally we have and we're having 140 to 150 uh boats at every event so i feel like it's gonna be a little bit tougher to get your points this year yeah i know last year ryan and i talked a few times on different shows about the field size is really struggling we didn't know if it was COVID or what the deal was but the field sizes for the trail events was there just too many of them jimmy is that why it's there was so there was five four or five regions and each of them had five or six events so you were having 30 events or plus uh, where this year he's he's gone national and it's uh it's you're seeing the same fields that the Bassmaster and the Hobies are putting up. Yeah, and they're the two day thing. Uh, I wasn't sure how to take that. What do you think about that, Ryan? The the two day setup where it's not a two day event, but it's two different events, you know, back to back. I I don't I don't necessarily understand the thought process but i mean i guess it's just to add another event another opportunity to get points like the two-day events is more like in my opinion more strategic like you know as far as you know managing your fish like if you come in you're like hey i'm just i'm gonna swing on saturday and i'm gonna head on back to the house on sunday <laughs> you can you can come in and, and just blow a spot out i don't know if that you know again if that's a participation thing you know just saying hey you have an opportunity if you will travel for this weekend you basically get double points potentially you know for fishing for fishing both days yeah we asked cody that when he was on uh after the murray event you know how, how do you enter that with the mindset of they're two different events so do you save fish or you just lay on them on saturday jimmy how do you how do you handle that uh I, i'm i'm swinging for the fences both days so i laid off of them <laughs> I laid off of them on the Kissimmee too, knowing that I had qualified for the 10 and I was going to be back there fishing for them again. If I hadn't qualified for the 10, I would have, I would have sat there and hammered on them uh, for that second event. But I'm going to, on Pickwick one that's coming up, I'm going to swing for the fences. If I got if I sit in one spot and I'm catching them, I'm a uh, spot lock and sit there all day and pound on them knowing that I've got uh, two or three other spots that I can go to on Sunday. It sounds a lot more, you know, not exactly, but a lot closer to the BOS TOC qualification process with best three events. Um, you know, I, I know there's a championship involved too, but uh, very similar. So, you know, both y'all are sitting in a good position. Uh, Eric, for the rest of the events that you fish, when it comes to the BOS side of things, are you going to fish different? Are you going to fish the same? Are you going to be more aggressive? How's that going to affect you? I mean, I'm I'm a power fisherman, and, and I, I've got one speed, and it's it's kind of wide open. And um, you know, the warmer the weather gets this time of year, the better off I'm going to be. And and like I said, I, I'm very happy with where I'm at, but I haven't fished a tournament to the potential that I can. So uh, I'm going to be very aggressive, and and I'm uh, I'm a big river guy, and and you know, one of the things that's that's really unique about Hobie is they. They really have generous boundaries and you know they kind of like if, if you want to you know lambert and i were probably the only two idiots to to get to a creek at seminole that was a little dangerous to get to and i caught my first <laughs> shoal bass in practice and it was 21 and a half inches and lambert if probably he would have had a couple of breaks he, he was in the right spot <laughs> for a tournament it god man it, it wasn't real bright but uh you know I, i'll try to cover as much water as i can and hit five in the head two days in a row and uh, you know i'm uh, i'm kind of old school don't use electronics don't have a motor and um you know just kind of go and, and try to fish instinctively and it's it suited me quite well and um like i said when I get them on a, a moving bait 
presentation, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable that I can, you know, get those bites. A lot of times, you know, some people have a knack for catching bigger fish. And fortunately for me, I, you know, I tend to catch bigger fish and um, that, that kind of can go a long way in a, in a tournament. So you've had some uh, front row seats for some of Lambert's antics over these last couple wins that he's had too, hadn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good luck charm. You know, we used to, you know, kind of have competitions about fishing resumes. And at this point, I'm, I've, I've just waved the white flag. I mean, he's grand champion. He's a current BOS winner and current reigning state champion. However, I will say that I put him on the winning spot for the Watts Bar Tournament, uh, which is a fact. To tell you the difference is he saw me get a couple of bites and he came over there and sit in the same damn spot all day at Ned Rigdon, which I can't do. It's good for him. He <laughs> did not did move. Did not move. He did the, the same cleanup. thing. The, the cleanup crew. And, uh, I mean, I have, sadly enough, um, true story, has been doing this about six years. I caught my first two scoreable tournament fish on Ned Rigs in that Watts Bar event, you know, in this kind of same stretch of water. <laughs> on um, the Saturday and then I was like you know I'm gonna give it to him because he did well and I went to a different a different spot on Sunday and then I was glad to see him kind of kind of come through and get a get a win I was that's about as brutal of conditions as, as you'll ever fish in your life out of a plastic boat it was it was bad he looked it looked cold icy no fun. yeah cold icy. terrible and, it was and, terrible and, and, it was just and, awful and the, and, you know, you, you got the quality of these fields, and Jimmy knows. I mean, the, you know, same same kind of quality, top to bottom, of anglers. And he had right at a hundred at Watts Bar, and he had three two day limits of not you know a hundred anglers, and that tells you how difficult it was. And you know, so uh, hats off to Lambert for that win. And you know, it's uh, you know Seminole. I, you know, just kind of go through a little bit. I think I finished twenty fourth at Seminole, twenty second at Watts Bar, and eighteenth at Broken Bow, and. Um, Watts Bar was obviously a grind. Um, Seminole was interesting. I, I had a, a a good day Saturday. I just didn't capitalize and ended up with four fish and um, said, you know, I'm going to stick to my strategy. I'm going to fish my tail off, you know, both days. And then I felt like I was going to get some good bites on Sunday. And I had 87 and change on Sunday and went from 53rd to 24th. And I was like, you know, that's good points. That's what you, that's kind of what you want. And, and then at, uh, at Watts Bar, I mean, literally caught two fish each day and finished higher than I did at Seminole, which I thought there's no way that's possible. That's how tough it fished. And I, I actually kind of had a strategy just to kind of go and, you know, throw shad wrap all day long and, and you know, kind of see what I could do. And I got a bite on a shad wrap and caught, you know, I think I caught, caught one maybe on a shad wrap. But uh, um, it was it was really, really rough. I mean, there were there were water temps were 40 to 45. I mean, you might be lucky if you found 50 degree water that weekend. And then uh, Broken Bow, Jordan and I, you know, went out there and I mean, he wasn't in the water 10 minutes and he was just wrecking them. And I was like, okay, you know, here we go. And, and we, we fished way up river. And um, I had a little bit of a challenge on Saturday and um, got, got my limit a little bit later. And then Sunday I had a limit at nine o'clock and then I, I had a, a nice upgrade on a bigger fish. I like to throw that spro rat, and uh, I caught uh, caught a nice one on the rat, and I caught two two big ones at Seminole on the rat. And L Lambert loves that, that I throw that in tournaments. <laughs> I ain't throwing a damn rat. You can keep that. Broken bow fish, wild. It, it was like two different lakes, way up the river, and then down by the dam. I mean, it was like a eight to nine degree water temp difference. Talking to some of the guys that were way up the river. Yeah, and, you know, and, and we caught some really nice fish in practice. And then it was like, and you, you know, you obviously know because you fished it. I mean, it's like you caught a 13, 14-inch fish. It was like, yeah, man, this is great, you know. And, yeah. and so the bigger fish kind of, you know, kind of, I guess, got sore-lipped uh, or, or just didn't show out on Saturday and Sunday except for us, which is, is not uncommon. And, um, you know, it's <laughs> funny because I ended up going to the award ceremony because Jordan and I were riding together and he cashed in at Broken Bow and, and Russell's there and he's such a nice guy. He was like, yeah, I fished here and you did this and did that. And, you know, I was like, Jordan, I was like, you know, we're driving, you know, two hours down the road. I said, that lake can't fish too differently than what he's talking about where he fished. And so 
we struggled pretty bad at fork and practice. And then I said, man, we got to get somewhere that's similar to home as, as best we can. And we went up by the dam and found some clearer water and some colder water. And uh, I caught them cranking, caught a big one in practice. And, and we, we fished, you know, Russell's at the same ramp. You know, I think he made a couple of moves. But, um, you know, I had 91 and a quarter and, and my small fish was 16 and a quarter. And that lake is full of 22, 23, 24 inch fish. So I felt really good about how I fished at Fork. That's probably my best tournament. I actually cashed a check there, I came in 17. And I think they had a couple hundred people in that field. So it was pretty, pretty good, nice little, you know, kind of a whirlwind, you know, trip from, from Tennessee out there. Cause never been to Oklahoma, never been to Fort. Yeah. Uh, that was a wild turn. We had Nate on here and it was like to get in the top 50, you had to have 80 inches. That was, that was insane. <laughs> oh, there was some great fish caught. I mean, some big bags and, and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I saw him on there and I was kind of like him. I kind of felt like somebody would break a hundred there to, to win and you know of course i mean still 98's a, a great great bag of fish but that was an interesting place well jimmy you started off down in jimmy, florida are you getting robbed you got somebody breaking in the in your garage there? <laughs> yeah no it's my wife just got home and uh ah. my doberman's ran off this morning and i've been calling <laughs> calling them right up until i had oh. to jump on the phone and she just got home and wanting to know where her dobermans are and oh they're still mia oh man Turn up the volume real loud. We'll holler for them. You're right. I've been whistling, and uh, when we, we yeah, get off we'll get here, I'll get, on my, I'll get on my Ranger and try to go locate them. So where, uh, where do you live, Jimmy? You live right outside of Nashville, correct? I do. Uh, I live in Silver Point. We're right up near uh, Center Hill. Uh, back, Actually, the Center Hill Dam exit, where you go turn right to go down to Caney Fork and uh, Center Hill Dam. I just turn left mm -hmm. uh, and go about – a mile and a half. And which local club do you fish with down there? Uh, my first year fishing two years ago, I fished with Clarksville area uh, group, and uh, I really didn't fish any, and I, I won a couple of those. And this past year, I really didn't fish any club tournaments. I, I fished more uh, KBF stuff and month longs. But so I you're really, pretty much just all in on on KBF, you know. Overall, I mean, from local to national, that's kind of your that's your jam, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I made like I said, made the ten house this year, and and it's a it's a great event. Uh, the sponsors really treat us well. Chad and Christy, you want for nothing in that big mansion. Uh, they got your lunch packed every day. Your all the snacks and cater you supper in. So uh, that's that's what I'm that's what I want to get back to this year. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm all in with KBF. I'll fish a handful of Hobies and a handful of BSS, but but uh, yeah, my jam is KBF. And you know, I was going to ask that when we came on specifically is, it seems like there's a crew kind of settling in different. I mean, everybody everybody dips their toe in a little bit of of each tournament series, but. Like you see Derek Brundle and Matt Conant and some of those guys, Jimmy, for yourself, fish more of the KBF stuff. Then you've got other folks that fish more of the, the Hobie stuff. And then I don't really count bass because it's really just five opens. It's not an angler of the year thing. It's just, you know, open events. Uh, but, you know, I know they're not picking sides, but why do you think that is, fella? Is it is it because of allowed motors? Is it because of the schedule? Is it the entry fees? Is it, is it is a little bit of everything? What do you all think? I don't think so much, so much the entry fees. I, I know a lot of guys would fish more Hobies if they allowed motors, but I get, I understand why they don't. Uh, and I'll fish the Hobie, I'll fish out of my big water. I don't have a problem with it, but I would say you would get more participation if they allowed motors. Um, but no, I'm not, I mean, I just, I want to make the 10. Uh, I got no problem with, 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 a hobie or bass uh you know it's just all making the community bigger and better so uh i love all three all three uh groups yeah you know what they say rising tide raises all ships everybody's having big turnouts so it's just uh you know interesting to me how you know why folks choose the way they choose is it regional is it vessel specific i, think, I just I think you know I think I think it's a couple things i mean i think that you know angler satisfaction is big on my list and you know you can't fish them all because there's just so many of them and it's like okay where do i you know, where do i want to 
do and for Jimmy, you know, getting to the 10 is, is, is his goal. And for me was getting back to the TOC. And I, and I guess it's kind of one of those things, you know, I had no idea and I almost didn't go um, when it was at Wachita and, and it worked out where I, I did. And I was like, man, you know, I, I really don't want to miss this again. And, uh, you know, so that was, that was kind of my motivation for fishing the Hobies. Uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've I have nothing against motors and, you know, competed with them and against them over there at Lake Fork. It don't really think it makes a tremendous amount of difference from an advantage perspective personally. But I do think until I get so old that I can't, you know, maneuver, you know, like I'd like to, um, I kind of like the, the fact of physically having to make decisions and cover water and, and you know, pedal two or three miles to get where you want to go or, or, or do a 10 mile stretch of river like we tend to like to do, um, you know, but, uh, but I do think to Jimmy's point, I think, you know, it, it comes down to time and schedule, you know, what best fits your time, what best fits your schedule. And, you know, um, the payouts are great across the, the board, you know, when you have that kind of participation. So it's not like one's, you know, paying out more than the others. And, you know, there's, there's all this other kind of stuff, but, you know, the 10, I guess, you know, is, is such an exclusive event, you know, that gets you, gets you really fired up and, and so is the TOC. And it's kind of like, you know, you, you get into either one of those events, you're fishing with, you know, the best guys and girls and, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and, you know, everybody wants to beat each other, but it, it's still a great community. So that's, that'd be my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, have you been to a TOC, Jimmy? Uh, I have not. I have not. Okay. All right. Yeah. I I know for me, I prefer. Come on out. I, have a good time. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm gonna I'm gonna fish a couple of the Hobies and hopefully uh, wreck them and and make that tournament of champions. But uh, you know who know, I don't know. I hadn't talked to Derek or Matt about uh, why they fish mostly just KBF. Uh, I know they're they're pretty heavy. Uh, Matthew won the challenge series points last year i come in second in the challenge series points so they're involved with the monthlies and they like running those uh xi motors on the front of those new canoes so uh i would say that's why they're probably not fishing the hobies uh, i got you and i'm not throwing shade on them i'm just you know it's just an interesting uh yeah, topic yeah. to talk about so sure um, well i think i mean for me that was you know that was one of the big turn off i mean for for me personally, I don't, number one, I'm not usually in the, in the same state, you know, for multiple days, but you know, the, I didn't like the online, the online aspect of, of, you know, qualifying for something big back when it first started, you know, what, it, how long has the 10 been going now? Three or four years? I think it's, it's been going I think for a while. Last year was his so fifth I year. Didn't, was it, has it been five years? Yes. Goodness gracious. I remember when it was back at Bienville, uh, you know, like the first, the first one when Ron and Corey, uh, was that the first or second one when they split it, Jeff, you remember? I think that was the first one. Yeah. I thought, I or thought maybe, that was the first one. Then they brought them back. That's, yeah, I think yeah, that's when right. it became, the, the I think that's one. when it became the 11 after that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I like it. But I do like that. They've gone away from, like you said, Jimmy, it's uh best three plus that championship. Uh, to where it's everybody on the same water, you know, mano y mano to get to that to that final event. Very similar to the TOC, except how many trail events are there? Is there like 20? Uh, I think 20? there's 10, 10 events, and if you're doing double, uh, so, yeah, you get 20, 20 events. Okay, so that's fair. 20, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty – I mean, that's a pretty good shot, though, like as far as, as getting points. Like if you got 20 opportunities, you know, versus, you know, 8 or 10 – you got to, you can spread yourself out a little more. I guess maybe you could look at uh, BASS as the, as the melting pot, because it seems like you got anglers from both series that come in and fish those, <laughs> you know, I mean, I know there's a little bit of crossover, but at the big BASS events, you got everybody showing up just for the, for the logo looks like. And I think that's where you're seeing some more of that motor participation and people that are, you know, bass is a huge draw because bass has the name they have you know 60 years of, of tournament fishing history and even guys that don't know anything about kayak fishing or you know they'll go out and, and grab a kayak and just participate in this 
because this is a chance for them to get on, you know, to get on the Bassmaster stage. That's a lot of people's, you know, childhood dream that grew up watching the sport. And I mean, I think it's a dream for any of us to get up on that stage. So that's uh, pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, got a few questions coming in. We'll get to, we'll get back to y'all's questions here shortly. I, you know, I was going to say, I, I don't know how many people feel this way, even though my old legs and back can't hardly take it. I prefer a two day event. If I'm going to travel, you know, out of, out of town and get hotels and do the whole thing. I like a two day event. That's one of the reasons I, you know, like the, the Hobie events is two days of competition. You, a lot can happen between day one and two, as you guys all know. Uh, and I like that. So that yeah. may be a factor for some people too. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you can make moves for I, sure. I think that, that puts a little more strategy into it than, you know, even if you've got KBF, it's a single tournament two days in a row, you know, you can go out there and swing your defenses both days where, you go, you know, to Watts Bar and it's, you know, 14 degrees and you got to manage the, the 10 fish that can be caught in two days. I mean, it's kind of, you know, you have to be kind of particular about how you go about your business. So um, I kind of like the, I think the two day collective tournament, you know, is a better skilled test. And I'm really interested to see, you know, the TOC is three days this year. So it's going to be 15 wow. fish and that's a whole nother level of thought so you know between lambert's brilliance and, and mine i mean we'll, we'll figure something out and try to make sure yeah we're, we'll either be the, the yeah, we're gonna figure something out people that are in the 49th and 50th place or you might see us up there at the top of the leaderboard so you never know yeah jimmy cody mentioned something when he was on that and i didn't even realize this is the the saturday sunday you know two separate events i think lake murray there were nearly i think it was a hundred and 50 and 140, but there were nearly 200 unique entries, meaning there were 60 or 70 people that only fished one or the other. They didn't fish, but you know, they couldn't fish Saturday. They couldn't fish Sunday. So I guess that's a, you know, benefit to folks. Sure. Uh, they, they can't be off on a Saturday. Did you see that at the events you've been at? at, at yeah. Uh, yeah. So lots of guys will come fish Saturday. If they've got to be back at work Monday, you know, they can drive and fish Saturday, drive back Sunday. So yeah, you'll see some of that. You'll see, Saturday's number typically a little bit bigger than Sunday's number just for that you're gonna you're gonna have some that have to leave and get back to the house to get back to work yeah that's something I didn't even think about before we had Cody on uh we got a few questions rolling through let me throw them up here <coughs> from Bob maybe you can answer this one Jimmy what's the best way to qualify for the championship as a weekend warrior I'm assuming they're still doing online's yeah, you can qualify through your monthly onlines, is, uh, and I don't know the percentages. I think it's the top 10%. So if there's 30 guys fishing your month long, three of you are going to qualify for the national championship. Or uh, I think it's the top 10% of your trail events as well. So we had 158. So I think 16, 15 or 16 will qualify through that. So uh, there's enough uh monthly monthly fishing tournaments and and father's day special events and uh you sh you should be able as a week you should be able to qualify for national championship all right randy creason i mean literally like thousands of people qualify for the national championship it's i mean every year is like two thousand people or more i feel like and you get you know 400 what's the biggest one 700 and something uh, that turned up for it, but I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge field of qualifiers, but then it's a huge field of competitors fishing for the championship too, which is tricky, would, which is why, like Jimmy said, the 10 being the goal, I think I would put more, and I know not everybody can spend that time on the road, but the 10 is a much, you know, much more of a championship versus a huge open. I think we had Richard on a while back when he was still with that organization. And he basically, he described it good. He said the KBF uh, national championship is the, is the spectacle, the show. Uh, and then I think then he was calling the, the trail championship, the, the championship uh, for the uh, live competitive side of things. And the fact that you can get only into the 10 doing that uh, and the, the best three in the championship, that makes sense. So y'all uh, see Randy's, comment about the two day he'd like two day events better if they cut to the top 50 or so uh outside of a championship i think that's tough because people travel man they right. pay a lot of money uh, to travel. you know if you cut the top 50 i don't i don't know that and 
everybody goes into a tournament thinking they're going to win, all right? Like, we know that. But I feel like you're going to cut down on a lot of people that are like, I don't really have a shot at this one. I'm going to stay home, you know, because they're thinking they're not going to make the top 50. If you got a 108-person field and you honestly in your own head don't think that you're in the top 50, you're probably just going to stay at the house anyway. So I, I don't know that that's a great idea. I understand what you're saying as far as yeah. people not crowding your water. But I think communication in these tournaments goes a long way. If you have a shot at cashing a check, just like Eric was saying when we were fishing Watts Bar together, I didn't have to say anything to him because, like, he he knows, you know, like you don't – you're not going to try to cut in on somebody that has a shot at, at cashing a check. I, but you have to communicate that. And and, it, and we see it on the water all the time. I, I don't, I don't want to see two-day events get cut. Uh, to I can see a championship getting cut down. Like if let's say the national championship, for instance, if you have 400 people, one day you cut down to 200, two days you cut down to 100, whatever. But you, you're limiting people on the water. But I don't think you know cutting 50 down to 50 out of a 200 person field is is really good for business. Did any of y'all watch the uh, sorry Eric the national the NPKFL whatever it was the new pro fishing league last week? Mm-mm. that's their deal they do zero cut downs everybody fishes all three days which was interesting but it, anyway go ahead eric yeah I, to, to ron's point i think you know like uh, seminole you know you, you tend to take trips with people and my my neighbor you know i'm big on nicknames we call him pro neighbor daniel lines is a very good fisherman we go down there and he wrecks them on day one and we fished together we, we did a stretch of the flint river and um i was like man i was like you know you, you're in a spot he was i don't know fifth or sixth after the first day and you know you kind of want to see him do well the second day i'm like look you can have first dibs at every good spot down through here and i'll stay you know i'll stay back and and i did that and it worked out because i ended up having a great day and, and he he struggled a bit but uh but yeah i mean I, I think with a point system, the way Hobie has chose to do it, that day too, I mean, you can catch three, four fish on day one and, and come back and, and, you know, have a solid day on day two. And next thing you know, you got 70, you know, 70 points or 65 points or 80 points, depending on how tough it fish for the other angle. Or catch a check, boat. depending on yeah, how tough tur- yeah, you could sneak, it is. You could totally sneak into a, a backdoor check. And I think, um, they have been giving out uh, Dakota lithium batteries for the biggest mover. So, you know, if you zero on Saturday and you come back and you get 80 inches on Sunday and you jump from last effectively to, you know, middle of the pack, you know, you can still walk away with points and a nice prize. So, um, and I I think the other thing that I really like is Broken Bow, I thought fish small because there was such limited launches. Um, and it was crowded, I think, no matter where you fished. But, um, you know, most of these places that have tons of launches, as wide as the boundaries are for Hobie, I mean, we had, I mean, we pretty much had that whole section of the river to ourselves, you know, where we fished, Lambert. We were kind of below where you were at. And then the next person down was probably 10 miles down, and it was Jake Harshman. You know, we didn't, he literally gave us a ride back to the vehicle, you know, when we finished up. So it's kind of like, you know, we didn't see but a couple other anglers, and they had 175 people in that event. And, of course, you know, you have Chattahoochee, Flint, and then the main lake. So, I mean, there were just so many different options as far as where you could fish. So, I, I kind of like having the large boundaries and, you know, letting you choose to go home early if you don't do well and get no points or try to grind it out and see what you can do on Sunday if you don't have a good Saturday. <laughs> The points changes changes everything. It gives you an incentive to stay if you're trying to qualify for something, you know. Especially I think that's no shootout. You know, you've got no shootout this year. Yeah, that's got to be the next evolution for bass, don't y'all think? To come up with something like that, I would hope so. <clears throat> I would think so. I mean, honestly, like I, I wish they would have done it already. You know, like I feel like Hobie kind of laid the blueprint out. We saw a huge jump in participation in these big money buy-in events. Like this isn't. You know, this this is a pretty decent investment as far as upfront, uh, you know, purchase price goes on these tournaments. So, you know, I, I want to see Bass come in and, and they're, you know, they're coming in at that elite level price tag. Like, let's see, let's see the two day events. Let's see some strategy put in it. I want to, I want to get to that point for sure. Y'all see this comment from Steve. Steve's been watching the the thread there. This makes sense with the, with a zillion launch points. It's hell to get good pictures. They, they probably do have a hard time finding people to take photos out there in the media boat. 
I think well, they, uh, I think they kind of predetermine a few, you know, people and, and have a designated camera boat. I, I think Ron's had the camera in his boat. I think Dylan Lowry had the camera in his boat at Broken Bow. And so I think they're trying to, you know, get some good footage, but sometimes, you know, if you're trying to find me or Jordan or Lambert, it, you might, you might have a hard time. If we, if we, get where we're trying uh, to get. you can't, you can't use any of the audio if there's a camera on my boat and you can use very little of the video. So I, <laughs> I'll go ahead and throw that out there. I'm probably not the best guy to have a live feed on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, there was one more question for you, Eric. I don't know if you saw this or not. <laughs> true so or false? I, I carry a uh, – the true, 100% true. The, the, you know, Bruno Mars or, or Keith Sweat or, you know, some of the smooth old school R&B, I carry a, a waterproof speaker and I typically have music going. And, and that's, that's you know – Keith Sweat? I think I the, some, the big I girls like Sweat. that to love music, so – I'm gonna cue up some Keith Sweat at Darnell. Yeah, the same age bracket, Eric plays baby making music, just blaring down the river. That's it's what I'm crazy. saying. Dylan and I were talking about that this weekend. He's like, "Have you ever heard Eric fishing?" I was like, "Yeah, he's got his music all the way up. Like, I don't see how he fishes like that." I can't hear that well. It's really not all the way up. It's just sitting up right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Any more questions out there from anybody watching? We appreciate y'all. We've had uh, quite a few from YouTube tonight. Threw a few comments in there. We appreciate y'all on YouTube. Uh, of course, the Facebook crowd. And then anyone on the podcast later, we appreciate y'all. If you're listening on iTunes or, or Spotify or whatever. Hey, Jeff, can I, um, can I plug um, the fine folks at Kayak Cushion? I, I talked to Mr. Elrod and, and did a, uh, a uh, about a 17-mile float for a charity event. Uh, AJ came up and Jordan and Daniel and I did a float for fishing for soldiers and water was super low. We had to do some dragging, but I, I used a cushion on the back of the Hobie and the seat. And, um, I hadn't tried that before. And I told Brandon that, uh, I'm not a pro staffer. I'm not trying to be just, you know, support him as a local business. I know, you know, you guys uh, have talked about the products at times when Lambert knows it, but it, it, I'll tell you what, man, it 17 miles, you know, for an old guy with a couple pads was was pretty pretty damn nice especially that back pad that was the first time i had tried that so i just want to give brandon a shout out and let folks know that you know he's uh he's willing and able to do some stuff he does the right thing he donated a really nice custom cushion to fishing for soldiers and he's just a good dude so i just i told him <coughs> I'd get the opportunity i'd give him a shout out right i gotta i gotta get back with him i left him on red earlier he asked for every penny yeah he wants he to do a me. uh he asked for us. He wants the KBN logo. He's going to do a special edition nice, cushion nice. for maybe nice. a giveaway one night or something. But uh, need, yeah, I need to get him to do a few cesspool. Uh, cesspool yeah, things. that'd be cool. <laughs> yes, yes. I, run, I run the kayak cushions as well. Okay. I'm not sponsored, but like 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 you said, unsolicited plug. Uh, absolutely. Sometimes I'll put two on top of each other in my seat just for a little extra height. And man, it's I mean they sit good all day long. Tennessee boys stick together, don't you? Hey, That's we right. got a little mafia down here, man. I'm just a fat old guy. Anything to make me more comfortable. <laughs> I got you. I feel that. All of us uh, are. That's why we're kayak fishing. Except Jeff. Jeff's still hanging on. I'm hanging on, man. Hey, I'm on the points chase now. I'm in the mix now. I'm feeling. I'm feeling myself That's right. a little you're bit. In, you're definitely in the mix. In the mix. Uh, Katie shared a link to something. Hey, Jimmy, can you zoom in on your uh, your badge there on your chest, the, the uh, Kwanzaa and, and the Ben patch on your on your jersey? So, yeah. Not your, so, yeah, if you guys see that badge on – Jimmy's a fellow Old Town teammate. We had two teammates pass away unexpectedly last year, just horrible, horrible situations. But uh, this Saturday coming up, uh, Ben Spangler, who's a, a fellow Arkansan, was a fellow teammate. They're having a memorial tournament for him on Lake Conway uh, in central Arkansas, which is just down the road from Darnell. Matter of fact. So if anyone's within range, uh, Katie put the, the link in the comments, come on over. It's a, it's a local tournament, cheap entry fee, just uh, in remembrance of Ben. That was his favorite lake. He always smashed him on that lake. So uh, come on out. It's going to be a good time. And, and awesome. hats off to old town for putting that on the jerseys this year. That's yep. cool. Yep. For sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, any more comments out there? Let, let us have them. We're not going to keep these guys too much longer on a Monday night. Get back and watch a little more basketball before the night's out. 
Jimmy, uh, is there anybody you'd like to thank or plug? Any shops you're working with? Any sponsors you want to throw out? Uh, yeah, I mean, Old Town. We were just talking about Old Town. They do a lot to get me uh, down the road. They really uh, they really have stepped up last year and again this year, added some pro staff and, and really help us get it done. Uh, Dakota Lithium is a sponsor of mine. Uh, when I fish Pickwick, if that current's still rolling like it is, that 100 amp hour Dakota Lithium is a is an absolute game changer. Uh, I've put about 15 miles on it running wide open before, before it died on me. Uh, when I go down to Pickwick, I'm going to carry two 100 amp. I'm going to have two of them in the boat, just in case. Uh, Yak Gadget, for any of your accessories, I think uh, JT, uh, they crank out some really good stuff from crates to paddle holders to cup holders. Give them a give them a look, and uh, Halo Rods uh, is a sponsor of mine that uh, I have had really good success this past year fishing with all of my Halo Rods. Hey Ryan, I didn't so, know if you realized this is, this is news. Did you see this? Did you see Josh Count's comment? Jeff, can you throw that up? Oh, he he says that that's why he uses a kayak cushion because Jimmy kicked his ass back in the day. Jimmy, oh. are you the person that chased Josh Counts out of Tennessee? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I did fish with him around him a lot back in when he was in Tennessee. Uh, I was happy to see when I started fishing out of a kayak to see his name and reached out with him and connected. Uh, always loved fishing around him uh, in a glitter boat is what we call him now. But And I still miss my glitter boat. Don't get me wrong, but I fished out of one sponsored by CNO for a lot of years. Uh, and then jumped over in this plastic boat thing. And, uh, yeah, I've always thought a lot of Josh. He's a really good guy. And he's and a hell of a stick. He is. He is a good one for sure. Did he have a – did he sigh when he saw your name on the kayak leaderboards too? He's like, son of a <laughs> – <laughs> no. He no, just cool. took up badminton. He, he, done, he done got out of kayak fishing now. Ryan, uh, Jimmy talking about the lithium battery he's going to carry with him. I had to get to update you. I'm no longer the cheapskate with a lead acid. I'm running lithium now. High yes. speed. Yes. Welcome High to speed. the new world. That's right. Uh, got with got with Duke. Got 110 amp hour uh, FPV from down there at Mariner, and we are rolling. I'm juiced up now. Okay. All right. Save my legs a little bit. Pre fish. I see you, Casey Starnes, Big Star Outdoors. He he uh he's wanting us to talk about the Fish for Soldiers tournament. Eric, you fish it? Who won it? Tell us about it uh yeah one of your um uh, one of your tvka guys smashed him down on chick and I, I i can see his face and i know him as well as i'm sitting here and i can't think of his name chris uh, walters chris walters yeah chris and aaron walters because he's got a dual dual page there and and i know i think he made it to the Wachita oh, oh, toc no. and i met him down there so i know him and uh <laughs> Uh, we had 68 uh, anglers. Um, uh, McCormick, the director, decided to do something different. He's, uh, I guess, for six years done a motorboat and a kayak together, and it's just a lot. You know, he's he's trying to get fish judged and fish weighed, and and he's got raffles and tons of sponsors, and it's for a phenomenal cause. Smoky Mountain Service Dogs up here in uh, Blount County, Tennessee. They provide service dogs for veterans. And it's no cost food, no cost training. These dogs are amazing. These service guys are also amazing. And uh, he changed it to the spring, and, and we had sixty-eight. Uh, we had sixty-eight guys fish, and uh, you know, he effectively you can just about fish anywhere you want. You can fish Chick, you can fish the rivers, you can fish Watts Bar, Melton Hill, Douglas, Cherokee, and I believe the top two guys fished chick and then uh, i believe jimmy davis fished on douglas and and of course we made a poor decision and fished the rivers and, and didn't do very well the, the rain put a put a hurting on us we had muddy water and and they weren't generating any flow so it didn't really do us any good but just a fantastic cause um i, I think a really good turnout the the fall tournament will still be um, going on and it'll be specific to motorboats. So maybe Ryan, you can bring your glitter rocket up there and maybe me and you can shit wreck them <laughs> on the motorboat side. I'll invite myself yes. to be a co Let's do that. I'll need a helmet and a seatbelt because I don't trust you driving that thing. <laughs> you don't want to, man. We'll be I fine. know that's right. 
I've seen you in the kayak. I can only imagine you in a 250 horsepower boat. I'll pick you up at Twin Peaks. How about that? <laughs> That'll work. Yeah, so anytime. Twin Peaks, so, so, Shameless so, sponsor so, plug. So Ryan, Ryan, win, Ryan wins the state tournament, and and he wanted to celebrate. So I, so I meet him at the Twin Peaks in Knoxville, and, and the two of us end up basically closing the restaurant down. But there was this guy, probably my best story ever, he comes up and he says, do you guys kayak fish? And we're like, yes. And he said, did you fish the state tournament? And we said, yes. And he said, do you any good? And I was like, well, you know, Ron won and I came in fourth. And he said, that's, that's really good. He goes, are, are you Eric Thomason? And I said, yeah. He said, you're the angler of the year, aren't you? Right in front of Lambert. And you know, Lambert's <laughs> telling, telling half the people at the bar, I'm his dad, and just giving me hell the whole time. <laughs> and, you know, kind of beat us on our own water. And, um but so that was kind of my, my one kind of claim to fame there you know lambert's holding the big state tournament trophy and this guy comes up and asks me if i'm the reigning angler of the year and i was like well, but that he said you are so the big was, stick in good. knoxville do what you for the local club you run knoxville there's not another there's not another name in tin cat it's eric thomason's house well i mean you gotta you gotta give little baby boy some props or he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be you know, but I mean, Jordan is is hands down the most talented guy in Knoxville market, and I think when his maturity catches up with his talent, you're gonna see him win some big tournaments. And he's working on it. You know, he's getting better, and um, he's he's doing he's doing more right things than he than he did when I first met him. And he's always there. I mean, he, he you know he's always there. Come come check cashing time and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be at the very top at some point soon so I, I wish you nothing but the best he's a lot of fun to travel with a lot of fun to fish with and and he's you know he's kind of get to kind of watch him grow up i mean i'm twice his age so i kind of look at him you know almost like a little brother if you will so yeah i just realized last year he's barely older than my son i was like what? Crazy, why am i even yeah, talking I mean, to you man like, <laughs> and he seems like he's been in this game forever he's 25 years old you know and it's kind of like you talk about Jackson Orr and how good he is and like you know Jordan's you know just a little older than that and he's he's got so many quality tournaments under his belt and you know he's got ten thousand dollar win with second at TOC and you know if Lambert doesn't just have an anomaly and just dominate the way that he did you know he would have won that tournament and I just think he's got to get past his mind a little bit, but he'll, he'll do eventually. He's cut that hair and that'll be, that'll get his mind. Well, out. the mullet, 100%. I mean, the mullet is totally a signature. That's item, his so power. It is. Jimmy, you were, you were about to chime in with something. What were you going to say before we get out of here? Uh, I would, you're talking about the, the fishing with soldiers. Um, then anytime anybody's got the opportunity to take a soldier fish in or, or support one of them, fishing soldier tournaments i used to fish out of my big uh, glitter rocket uh taking the soldiers fishing on kentucky lake every year and it was just very humbling to being in the being in a boat with a soldier that had been blown up or ied or i mean it's just them over there putting their uh life on the line every day it's the least we can do to support them and, and get them a little bit of normalcy back by taking them fishing so always support anything to do with the uh, wounded soldiers i tell you uh, one quick thing on the soldiers that was just just blew blew our minds is academy sports the local knoxville academy just stepped up unbelievably and they took four wounded veterans who all had service dogs who we all knew and basically gave them a christmas shopping spree and it was it was it was kind of like a $500 shopping spree, but when they started rolling their stuff out, it was, it was like, it was a lot. It was like more like a thousand to $1,500. And, and just, you know, those guys were so grateful and it was covered by the local, the local news, the director for smoking out service dogs was there. I, I actually was there and took some pictures with those guys. And, um, you know, so, you know th these people that support these guys you know it's it's unfortunate that the landscape doesn't recognize the veterans as much as it should nowadays and, and any chance you get to to kind of support academy or some of these places that have taken a stake you know frontier is kind of the primary sponsor for fishing for soldiers and you know they're a hobie dealer they've got old town they've got several brands of kayaks and you know brant has always supported fishing for soldiers so 
I'm with Jimmy there. It's uh, it's uh, something that we, and, and I think this community kind of embraces that and does a great job of supporting those businesses. For sure. And there's a lot of veterans in kayak fishing in general anyway. Yep. So, yep. Uh, one more thing I want to mention, uh, James Haberly reminded me the all American kayak series kicks off on Ryan's favorite lake, Lake Washita, <laughs> April 3rd. Uh, somebody asked if I was going to be there. I will not because that's Easter weekend. And I think I'd be a dead man if I went out of town on Easter weekend. So, uh, but I'll try to make one of those this year because they're all in this Midwest region. So big things from the all American bag series coming up in this part of the country. So good stuff. Anything else for you, Ryan? That's it, man. All right. Well, fellas, appreciate y'all, man. Congratulations on being the, the mid year or whatever year leaders in the AOY. Uh, you got some Early street cred. On. Yeah, I hope y'all hold on and, and you know, keep keep fighting and keep that spot for the rest of the year. And hopefully I see you guys out on the trail here pretty soon. Right on. I appreciate it. We just got to catch them everywhere we go. Yeah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> That's all there is to it. It's it. Simple, it. right? Simple. Swing for the fences. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have fun following you. Uh, good luck. Uh, you got one this weekend, right, Jimmy? So good luck on uh, Pickwick. I do. Is that right? I all do. Right, man. Good luck, sir. We'll be watching. Appreciate it. Good times. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, All right. Y'all take it easy. Thank y'all.